disciples come on into the fellowship i am so excited to kick off this trinity season the season of transparency where we tackle real life issues with real life bible solutions this episode pops off the series dating in a pandemic before the pandemic dating was already interesting and an adventure but during the pandemic it has gotten interesting and an adventure as well as creative because many of the places that we went went to were closed so we had to find new ways in order to get to know people and whether it was through social dating apps social media whatever the case we were doing that because in the uncertain times we were looking to connect with people in order to you know fulfill what seemed like a dreary and doom-filled year okay (laughs) if we could just be honest and yes we trusted god yes we believe yes we were encouraging and getting uplifted but we also needed and yearned for companionship those who were single i know i know i did so (laughs) and i made some very good and some very bad choices during the pandemic and so looking at john 4 i was seeing myself in the scripture that's how i read the bible and this conversation between jesus and this woman was so deep it was multifaceted it was so many levels that you could look at it you could look at it on the natural as well as the spiritual and so we are going to look at it number one first impressions number two patterns you got to do a self-examination because if your dating experience has been going downward you got to take a pause for the cause and evaluate the situation and the common denominator in the situation is you you got to look at 
why are you attracting a certain type of people? And if you don't like that, what, you know, what you need to change? <laughs> if you don't like what you attract, then you got to, you know, get a new magnet, okay? <laughs> and the third thing that I saw through this conversation was verbal stimulation. The first conversation you have with someone, because I know grammar police people who were canceling what could have been, you know, quality people because they couldn't spell words, because they couldn't hold their interest through text message or voice messages. So I was one of them. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> they was hopping in the DM and I was scooping them right on out. <laughs> you know? We are gonna look at it. I want you to also tell me what are some of your patterns? Um, what patterns do you have in dating? Whether it's looks based, like you only like this certain type of person, or if it's personality trait, like me, I love a funny guy. So <laughs> comedians, I just, I like them. <laughs> Facebook comedians, you know, Instagram comedians, TikTok comedians. I like the funny ones because in, in sad times, I need you to make me laugh. You know, so what are your patterns? We're going to look at that. Listen to this song, Patterns, by yours truly, Evangelist Andy. And we're going to come back and we are going to dissect John 4. That's John 4. Get ready. Stay ready. Get your heart, your mind, and your soul right. Get ready. <laughs> Let's go. Single Disciples. I feel your pain. Fresh out the voice messages. How do you date in a pandemic in this world? These patterns that keep on leaving me shattered and battered. All I really want is love, real love. Heart, mind, body, and spirit. I need to feel it. All I really want is love, real love 
set the scene. So in John 4 verses 1 through 6, Jesus has been out. You know, he heard that the, the Pharisees got a problem with his ministry. They watching him. They like, how Jesus and his disciples baptizing more people than John the Baptist and his disciples. So he like, it's too much chatter going on. Let me slip away. And so he leaves Judea and goes to Galilee. In order to get to Galilee, he has to walk through Samaria. And so he gets to Samaria and he's tired. Okay, even Jesus got tired. And he sits on the well. As he sits on the well, being Jacob's well, this woman, this Samaritan woman, she comes with a bucket to draw water. And it was about the sixth hour, it says. It was six o'clock. <laughs> and so she comes. And the first thing that Jesus says to her is, give me the drink. He's short. He's sweet. He's straight to the point. He tired. He at the well. He, he thirsty. This is a conversation of thirst. In our day and time, being thirsty is bad. But Jesus is describing different types of thirst. So my question on the table is, are you thirsty? There's nothing wrong with being thirsty. But the question, the true question within the question is, what are you thirsty for? Are you thirsty for attention? Are you thirsty for affection? Are you thirsty for companionship? I mean, what are you thirsty for? So this woman... <laughs> we talking first impressions. If a dude says something or a woman says something to you like that, that, you know, it could be perceived as rude. But check what, what goes on. Now, in the next verse, in the ninth verse, okay? It tells us in the eighth verse that the disciples get meat, but Jesus over here talking about being thirsty. So the woman says, basically... Why are you talking to me? You a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, and our people don't mix. So I don't even see the purpose of the conversation. She's looking at the outward appearance. She's thinking of 
her surroundings, the times. You know, the times say that Jews and Samaritans don't mix. The times say that black and white don't mix. Listen, there was this young man that was trying to get to know me. And (laughs) he asked me a question about my past. And I told him the honest answer. And he therefore told me, um, because of a decision that I made 20 20 years ago, before I even knew he existed, uh, that I wasn't the woman for him. And so I was like, okay, I mean, I really don't understand what a decision that, number one, I did 20 years ago, and number two, before I even knew you. What does that have to do with what we're trying to do? But okay you won't out go ahead so it reminded me of that because sometimes we take into account things that don't even matter (laughs) like seriously that was a non-factor and so she's like you know our people don't mix and Jesus says to her in the 10th verse, he, he's so smooth. This is what I mean by the verbal stimulation, the mental stimulation. He said, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me the drink, thou wouldest have asked of me and I would have given thee living water. He like, girl, you don't even know who you talking to. You know who I am? <laughs> you don't know who I am. Because if you knew who I was, you'd ask me to give you something to drink. And I got that living water. So, <laughs> In the first conversation, those first impressions, the first things that you say to each other, whether it be something sarcastic, something flirtatious, whatever it is, you remember that. And, and so Jesus is coming to her like, you don't even know who I am. I just simply ask, give me the drink. Now, if you would ask me, I'd have gave you something to drink. Have you ever uh, had one of those first conversations where, you know, they get you together <laughs> real quick? Like, girl, you don't even know who you're talking to. <laughs> So in verse 11, the woman says, "Um, listen, you ain't even got nothing to get water out of the well with. How you going to give me living water? Like she's looking so natural and Jesus is on a whole nother level with his conversation. And sometimes you do need to pursue someone that brings you mentally uh, to a whole nother level. You got to raise your standards. Um, Your first impressions are often incorrect because we're looking on the outside instead of, you know, knowing them on the inside, their personality, um, their characteristics that make you be like, you know what, I want to get to know more about them. But sometimes with first impressions, we, we won't like what we see at first and we won't get to know some great people. So, you know, just, you know, evaluate your first impressions. (laughs) And so in verse 12, she's like, well, Jacob, our father gave us this well. Are you greater than him? I mean, he left this well and it is providing for him, his children and and all his cattle. And and Jesus like, "Uh, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Like, I'm better 
than your father, Jacob. Okay, because you're going to drink this water and you're going to be right back here at six o'clock tomorrow trying to get another drink. And, and then he says in verse 14, but whosoever drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. What, what kind of water is that? <laughs> I'm gonna drink this water and never be thirsty again. He done piqued her interest. Okay, so he said, she says, sir, now her tone, <laughs> I can imagine it. Her tone is totally different. Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Like, look, whatever you got for me, Jesus, I'm going to need you to, to give me that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and this is just the first conversation, the back and forth, the banter, the, uh, you know, whatever that spark is. Because during the pandemic, we weren't able to really go many places except for the essential places. So you might have met somebody at the grocery store. You might have met them at the gas station. And if you were an essential worker, it kind of made you pay attention to some co-workers, you know, because you seeing them every day as we're losing people. These are the people that you're connecting with. And conversation was everything. Uh, again, grammar police was canceling people, blocking them on social media, blasted them, screenshotted them. Like, look what they spelled. Can you figure out what they trying to say? And it's like, it was so, so much going on. It was very entertaining. I will say that I, I was entertained. Shout out to all the social media grammar police. You did entertain me during the pandemic. And here Jesus is elaborating to this woman, like raise your level of awareness. I'm, I'm talking about everlasting life. Like she wanted some of that. So now here's where the plot twists. So we got the first impressions. He sees where she's at mentally. He sees what she knows and he brings her higher on the thinking level. And, and so now that conversation that most people have when they're first getting to know each other, the the patterns of the past you think about or you ask those questions have you ever been married before how many kids do you have um are you straight gay bi fluid you know you ask these well, you should be asking these questions um what's your family history you know that's a little deeper into uh, but some people get straight to the point. I know I got a question there, <laughs> a checklist that I have. And, and so now Jesus is going to get personal. Okay. And sometimes when the conversation turns personal, many of us stray away from that. Let me help you. It is okay to get personal, to connect with other people. But you have to discern the right people to be vulnerable with, to let inside, to be able to know the true you. Okay? Listen, I'm going to have to take a break because we're about to get deep on this. <laughs> 
we're thinking and talking about patterns, head over to anchor.fm and answer the question, what are your patterns in dating? Are you a giver? Are you a taker? Are you a cheater? Are you a monogamous? Listen, (laughs) let's talk about it. This is real life. We have to survive this pandemic together. And whatever your purpose in dating, whatever your um, whatever your motivation is, let it be righteous. I'm not saying super holy like every date gotta lead to marriage, but I'm saying have good intentions. And you know, you attract what you put out there. And and at first she she's admitting that she's been thirsty she's doing a self-examination because she like whatever water you have i want that i don't want to keep coming back here to this thirsty point i don't want to keep repeating these things and when jesus points out her patterns let's take the self-examination so when we return we're gonna look at it Listen, disciples, I love this podcast and I love each and every one of you. And if you like this podcast and you want to support us, there are three ways that you can do so. Number one, go to anchor.fm and click on listener support. I would greatly appreciate it. Second way, go to teespring.com and search the Fellowship of Disciples and you can get something that you like. And for the next 30 days, you can use promo code FELLOWSHIP and get a percentage off of your total purchase. Number three, you can like, follow, or share. Go share this podcast with somebody. Run and tell somebody what's going on in the fellowship. Also, you can like the Facebook page. You can follow me on Instagram evangelist.andy or you can subscribe to my youtube page just search evangelist andy you need to get ready and stay ready disciples because you never know where i'll pop up and pop off this season so now we get personal jesus says to the woman in verse 16 Go call thy husband and come hither. Like, all right, you want this water? Go get your husband. She says, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, verse 17, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast is not thy husband. In that saith thou truly. So now he done called her out for her personal patterns. You don't have a husband now, and the five other men you had wasn't your husband either. He sees her pattern. Um, They're not her husband, so they must be someone else's husband. Not to imply that she was messing with married men, but there are some single women who do. There's some single men who mess with married women. And if it's not good for man to be alone and God has made a rib for every man, if he's not your husband and you're dating him, then you know he's somebody else's husband, whether now or in the future. And he's saying you're choosing the same men who aren't going to marry you. They aren't your husband. (laughs) 
So you're you're dating unavailable people, whether they're unavailable in emotional sense, they're unavailable um, in the affection area, they're unavailable to you mentally. Like, uh, what's that song? Your body here with me, but your mind on the other side of town. You you date people who aren't available to you. Okay. The, the thing that they are, husbands, they will never be that to you because they're not yours. And you keep picking the same one over. And she is so astonished by this first encounter of him seeing through and seeing the true her. <laughs> she responds by saying in verse 19, sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. How could you know these things? You ever met somebody that just saw through you? That you had your your whole game on for head to toe, slicker than a snicker, and you was was macking. And then they just came and was like, yeah, you ain't got to try so hard. Or, Or something similar to that effect. Or something totally different, but it was that thing that they said that made you just be like, mm, you done saw through my whole game. <laughs> you done shook me to my core. That's what Jesus did to this woman. And and she had to admit, she had to be honest, like, you gotta be a prophet to know these things about me. And he he goes on to tell her, that the hour will come when she won't have to do the same things that she's been doing, pray the same way, worship the same way, where everything shall be different. And and they'll worship the Father, you know, and they must worship him in spirit and in truth, for God is a spirit. Like, that's where we get that verse, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's John 4 and 24. Like this is some major knowledge and wisdom that Jesus is dropping on this woman. She came to him on some outwardly and Jesus came to her inwardly. He made it personal. And to get that connection, you have to have hope in this pandemic disciples. There are good people out here. There really is. And they're seeking companionship of other good disciples. So don't give up. Don't quit. You may have had some bad experiences because I've been there as well. But build your hope on things eternal. Jesus is saying (laughs) there's better things out here. He got that living water. (laughs) He gonna spit the right game to you. She gonna run. It ain't gotta be game, but she gonna say the thing that sparks your interest and makes you want to get to know her or him on a deeper level. So you must be open to that. You you can meet them at the well. <laughs> you can meet them at the drive-thru. You, you never know when that opportunity, that chance encounter that God orchestrates for us to meet the person. So single people, don't give up. Listen, do not give up. Just pray, pray, please pray. (laughs) Please be praying (laughs) before you go on these days. Pray that they have all their uh, mental capacities, that they 
Um, do not put you in danger. Y'all meet, y'all have a good time, and you go your way. <laughs> Look, pray about everything and pray without ceasing. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. And so during this chance meeting, this chance encounter, this woman is forever changed. So much so that she runs through the city and tells people, come meet this man. <laughs> Look, come meet this dude that I just met. <laughs> and have you ever felt that way? You met somebody that just, wow, I got to tell somebody. Now you make sure you tell the right people um, because you don't want people um, raining on your parade and you just got there, you know? So make sure you're telling the right supportive people who will understand, who will encourage and motivate you and even give you sound and wise advice. Just because they're your friend don't mean they're going to give you wise advice. They might be bitter and give you some bad advice. So make sure you're going to the right people. She went telling everybody about Jesus. And one of the things that's interesting, before she left to tell everybody, the disciples showed up. Now they were off getting meat and now they're back. And even they wondering like, why Jesus talking to this Samaritan one? You got to be careful of allowing outward uh, entities, outward influences into your partnerships and relationships. Yes, get wise counsel, but don't allow them to control and dictate your relationship because they're not in that relationship with you. It's like married people. You can't let everybody into your marriage because everybody not happy that you're married. You have to know who to consult about certain things. Like you can't tell your family that so-and-so beat you up or um, that they cheated on you. And then when when your family react, you know, while you mad, you on your family side. But then when y'all get back together, you done forgave and forgot and your family still looking at them with the side eye or looking at her with the side eye like that baby ain't his. I remember he said she cheated. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful of who you let influence you. Jesus didn't, you know, pay the disciples no never mind because he was always correcting them about their reactions to things and, and telling them the true way to handle people. You have to make sure that you are being handled properly by the person that you're dating or getting to know and also that the people around you are handling you properly because if you're being you have this connection with somebody I've seen many great couples break up because of outward influences I have been in great relationships and broken up because of outward influences and then years later uh met up with the dude by happenstance being in the same place like at the well (laughs) and then we're talking about like why did we break up you know what so and so has said that they seen you and and so it was a whole thing so just make sure that you're surrounded by kind people who are wise and who will encourage and who will be honest with you if it's some red flags that you're not seeing or that your friend isn't seeing and you see them, you better raise that red flag and tell them, nah, <laughs> look, when it's time to speak up, you speak. Now, when it's time to be quiet, then you hush. <laughs> so in our dating, let us be honest, honest with 
the person that we are dealing with and honest with ourselves. If you are having dating dilemmas, take a look at yourself because the common factor in each dating equation is you. What is it about you that you are attracting this person? Um, We have a list of what qualities and things that we want in a partner, but what about you is complementary to that list? You want a man that loves God and, and praises God, but you barely go to the fellowship. You barely go to service. You barely read your Bible. How is that going to be, you know, compatible with you if you yourself aren't there? Remember, Jesus never asked the disciples of then or now us to do anything he himself wasn't willing to do. If you're asking of your partner to do something, ask yourself first, would you do that for them? You can't always be a taker. You can't always be a giver. You got to have balance and you got to compromise. I want you all to be encouraged. (laughs) Listen, before we go, I want you to hear this from prayer request to praise report. There was a young man that uh, commented on my post. He was like, evangelist, pray for me that I am able to find somewhere to live. And I prayed, touched it, agreed with him. And less than two weeks later, he commented on the post, the same post, I'm up, any prayer request, and gave his report that he had found somewhere to live and that he was moving in on the two-week mark. So God is good. He's worthy to be praised. If you have a prayer request, please go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message with your prayer request. If you don't mind, you can also comment below wherever you are listening and streaming this podcast. I will see it and I will pray for you. And I thank each and every one of you for coming to the fellowship. Now, before we go, I want to let you listen to the world premiere of this peekaboo. It's not a sneak peek, but it's a peekaboo. <laughs> it comes from a young disciple who encourages me. His name is B. Woods, and this one is You're the Only One. It goes right along with dating in a pandemic. You know the things that men and women say to each other. You know, you dating around, but you tell that one, you the only one. (laughs) But it's a honesty to it. So enjoy this, and I'll see you on the next episode. Go forth, be great in God, and walk in your purpose. Remember, get ready, stay ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, baby, you the only one for me.
me I need you by my side, can you hold it down for me? You ain't wanna let me leave, so you cried to me I'm sorry that I lied, just hope that you won't lie to me With the gangs just walking through the hood with five on me Dracos and ARs and neighbors call police Baby, you get anything, just gotta call on me She don't care about designer, it's a small little thing And you the only one I can't make this shit up, girl, you the perfect one You know I never do anything to hurt you, no But I made some mistakes, I was never perfect, no You gotta test me, no, yeah You the only one I can't make this shit up, girl, you the perfect one You know I never do anything to hurt you, no But I made some mistakes, I was never perfect, no You gotta test me, no, yeah, girl, it's worth it, no